Cool Hand Podcast, something you got to deal with. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host. My name is Q, special guest in the building. I call this person the most mysterious, one of the most mysterious people on the gram. <laughs> and I'll tell y'all why. I, I just told him before we started recording, I ain't never heard his voice voice before. Not in the, on, on, on the weird stuff, but you know, this, this Instagram, all this stuff. The king of Instagram stories. Uh, what else? <laughs> you flatter me, man. <laughs> no, no. I told my wife, I'm like, yeah. Like, but before I hit you up, I'm like, I need to, I got to connect with dude because his Instagram stories are on point. I ain't never had, I'm I'm not never going to reach that level. I don't know how much thought you put into them, but your Instagram stories are on point. Sounds crazy, but y'all got to follow them. Anyway, I'm, I'm talking too much. Guess, can you please introduce yourself? Hello, y'all. Uh, I'm Jason, or as my friends call me, Sunny. Uh, Sunny X808 on Instagram. And uh, I'm from North Philadelphia, PA. Uh, I'm a photographer. I love music and fashion. Uh, that's the that's the head. <laughs> that's what it is. And and I believe I was telling him before, I think he's the first uh, interview shot outside. So and, and even <laughs> outside aesthetic. <laughs> It just everything just flows and it matches. So uh, we want to talk about that today. I'm, I was interested in, in what you got going on. I've seen you uh, with some with some other people who do some creative things. So uh, I want to get into your story and 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 we'll see what it's like. So sunny North Philly. Did you say North Philly? Yeah, I did. North Philly. Uh, were you born and raised in that area? For sure. All right. Born in PA. What was life like for you growing up in that area? Um, it was solid. Like growing up, my I had both of my parents in my household. Um, and I think like looking at my friends' situation, a lot of my friends didn't have that. Um they didn't have the the how do I describe it? They didn't have the guidance that I I had of course like they came into their own but I had both of my parents in my household so I think I took not necessarily advantage of it but I also didn't take it for granted I appreciate it you know because yeah. I realized what I had and then to have the parents that I have who allowed me to do things um allowed allowed me to to test the waters with certain things um uh, creativity creative you know like my dad is uh not only uh, a professional singer but also uh, a musician on top of all of that my mother is panamanian she comes from like she's from the islands and with that you get a whole different side of i don't even know how i explain it for for it's just it's just different it's just different with that um, but growing up, I mean, I had my little brother and my little sister. We we had a pretty we had a pretty solid life. Of course, things are hard every once in a while. Yeah, you know? that's how life is. But overall, I think I had a pretty rich upbringing. As that's far as uh, yeah, all of it, even even up to my grandparents. I blame my mom and my dad for my music taste. Them and my aunt. Erica, 
she had a crazy influence on my music. Um, I'm talking middle school. I'm playing nothing but Panic at the Disco and Coldplay. Like, <laughs> that's it. That, yeah. and then and then I go to my granddad, and he had me, him and my pops had me heavy on jazz. I'm talking to my Jamal, Thelonious Monk, uh, John Coltrane, all of that. And yeah, I, I blame I blame them for everything. <laughs> hey, 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 shout out to the family, shout out to Auntie Erica, shout out to the grandparents, yeah, shout out to the parents and all that. All right, so that's what's up. So you gave me a, you gave us a nice general overview of uh, some of the things that influenced you and probably I would say influences you now. Uh, even when I was checking sure. out, I was checking out your playlist on Apple Music as I was preparing for this. So uh, I can I can see some of those things are still instilled in you today creatively and uh, what shapes your your uh, music taste. So what was y'all doing? What was y'all doing as as youngins? Uh, you know, what was your childhood like? What was was y'all normal kids? Not no disrespect to the new kids, but you know what I mean? So. I find it a little harder now to get into video games because I was definitely one of them kids that was always outside talking about every day. I got all kinds of cuts and whatnot on my knees and my arms from hooping, playing with the older kids, just being at the park and being around, you know? And um, growing up, we didn't get my sister until I was about nine years old. So for a long time, it was just me and my brother. So we would have, we used to have a court out back. Dude, we used to be out here fighting, <laughs> playing basketball back to back. Like my, my pops would walk past the window. One minute, we cool, we shooting. Next minute, he walked past again. We out there boxing. Yeah. Uh, but no, nah, we, we, we were good, man. We were good. We were definitely outside kids. Um, but when we were inside, we were definitely listening to music, watching movies, just normal, normal kid stuff, you know. Looking at my you. parents' photo books, that I think that's what shifted things for me once I got into high school, as far as like photography goes. Um, because growing up, my parents, my parents got like twenty books full of nothing but pictures. And I think that 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 sparked the interest in in that area. That's a perfect segue into my next question, which was, uh, at what point did you start getting into creative things? So you just mentioned the photo books, which is a lost art. Uh, you had the you refresh my memory like you go over your parent or your grandparents, your mom and dad. They got the photo yep. books of everything. That's really much. Yep pretty much a lost art we just got camera rolls so and when you say everything you mean everything everything um so in high school they didn't let me take the photography class mm -hmm. uh even though i had the, i had my credits already they just didn't let me take the class i never i never like wondered why but like once i got out of high school um I started hanging out with a lot of more people that were into it, you know? And I always had the interest because that's all I knew. My parents, like, they weren't photographers, but they always had 
photo books just full of pictures. They got like 20 of them things, man. And um, my uncle got me a digital camera. He got me a Sony A6, A6000. Uh, he got me that my freshman year of high school. I didn't use it until 2019. Mm. I got, I finally broke down because I'm, I'm a bit of a procrastinator. I can't lie, but uh, I finally bought the batteries, the lenses, all of that. And I finally put it to work and it was cool for a while. Digital is okay. But I went to a thrift store and I bought uh matter of fact, it was my first film camera. It was a, it was a Fujika DL uh, drop and loader 100. And the feeling that I got from doing film over digital was something that I can't even describe. It gave me that same feeling that I got from looking at my parents' photo books. And that was, that was, I got that right. I got that in 2019, but then the pandemic hit. And I think that's what sparked me to really get into it more, you know? Because it was like, I was sitting around all day, every day. Like, I'm home from work. I'm not doing anything else. I'm down bad in this, in this bedroom by myself. I need to figure something out. So uh, I started playing with it more. I started taking it and getting my film done at Rite Aid or CVS, which is one of the worst mistakes I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 why? Hold up. Dude, dude, they they lost my first three rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Like, out of, out of the four, out of the first four rolls that I took them, they only gave me one roll back. And I like what I got off that one roll. Yeah. But, like, you, you guys lost and it's no account. It, it wasn't any account for it. That's crazy. So, so I, started, I started getting into it a little bit more and started learning about it. And I finally started buying other cameras and, like, really started shooting with it. And I found a photography shop um, a little bit deeper in the county in Willow Grove. And they've been them. I have two photography shops I go to. It's Larman Photo in Jenkintown. And then it's Photo Lounge downtown um, on, I think, the 17th of Walnut. And both of them have been doing my films since then. Like, I won't go back to anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I don't even care if I'm on vacation and they have photo, they have a photography shop down there. I won't leave them there. I'll wait till I get home and get them done while I'm up there. But... Uh, I also blame my parents for that, too. Oh, shout out to Dev, too. Shout out to my boy Dev uh, at RetroZooming on Instagram. He don't even realize how much he's done for me as far as, like, my creative process and uh, just looking to him for details about film as well. Because I learned a lot from him in the past two years. A lot. Shout out to Retro Dev. Did I was that his name? Yeah, Retro Retro Zooming. Retro Retro Zooming. Shout out to Retro Zooming. Hold that thought. We're going to get back to 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 uh, Retro Zooming because we want to talk about your influences a little bit later. So you you got these camera. You got the the Sony A six thousand, and you get the Fujika. And Mm -hmm. the the Fujika is your first. I don't know what the proper word is. Real camera, 
point and shoot. There yeah. We go. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you this because you were into it. You had the photo books and all that. You couldn't get into the joint in high school. You finally mm-hmm. start doing your thing in uh, 2019. Let's talk about the degree of difficulty because now, now I got a digital joint and I got a camcorder. Those are my two cameras. Right. I know how to work the basic functions on those. All right. that lens adjusting and ISO and all that stuff. Tell me about learning how to properly use a camera. See, it's, it, it definitely varies from camera to camera as well. Excuse me. Because with point and shoots, you don't have to do too much. It's literally point and shoot. But say with like, with a camera like this, it's a Canon Rebel, uh, EOS Rebel, but this is a film joint from, I say, the mid 90s. Dude, learning this camera has been so tedious, playing with the lighting, the aperture, all of that. It's not like how it would be with the digital, you know, where it might automatically do all of that. You have to manually do this. And, uh, I don't know. It's a it's a different feeling when the pictures come out the way you expect them to come out, you know, because with film, you have to be way more intentional. You can't see with like you cannot see the pictures right then and there, like how you can with digital. I'll always bring a digital as a backup just in case. But the, the feeling that you get when they turn out the way you expect them to be or at least somewhat similar is nothing like it. It's nothing like it. Um, I actually just worked in the studio with this, with both of these actually, uh, for the first time. And of course, there's always a learning curve. Uh, matching it up with the, the the lighting in the studio, and having my shutter speed on time so it's not cutting off half of my picture. Uh, like I said, it's it's yeah, it's tedious. It's tedious, but it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. The finish, the finished product is always worth it. Mm-hmm. Now, let's let's take it back to let's take it back a little bit. Now mm-hmm. we're talking about photography and stuff like that. Uh, we talked about some of your music tastes and preferences, but you have uh, a unique fashion sense as well. Now I just mm-hmm. wanna I just wanna get some cover some ground basics with that as well, and then we'll swing back around, get back to the photography. Uh, but but before we go too far in your life <laughs> mm-hmm. with the photography, when did the fashion? How did the fashion game? Your sense of style, things like that. Even um, you know I see your pictures and everything. How you do your proportions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When did this all come into play? Because we wasn't you know how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, I'm, I'm 22. I turned 23 in August. So 22. What year was you in like middle school? Well, it, I was 2012, I believe. 2012 middle school. 2012, 2012 through like 2015. 2012. Okay, so skinny jeans was was was, was oh, popping for sure. back then. Okay, okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but but even skinny then, jeans, the studded belts. Yeah, the I love boobies bracelet. <laughs> so, so even then, so you were, you was born or you was around in that time and everything, and we wasn't really buying our clothes yeah. in middle school. We ain't have no bread like that. Yo, 
<laughs> so we have to wear what we could get. So right. you, I feel like those days kind of shape who you become, especially in high school too, middle school and high school. So mm-hmm. when did you develop any type of fashion sense and how and how it transformed into uh, today? So I feel like I always had a sense of fashion, but it it changed once I got my own money. <laughs> I so I mean, in in middle school, I was always trading sneakers and clothes with people and selling my stuff to get whatever I needed, you know. But once I got to high school, like I worked freshman year, I said, "All right, I can get my working, I can get my working papers, all of that. I need money." And I don't think I've asked my parents for anything like, unless it's like serious. I ain't asked my parents for nothing since freshman year high school. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking clothes, sneakers, even books, my school materials, like all of that. Um. So yeah, it definitely shifted. It definitely shifted freshman year. So I came back. I think I came back like tenth grade, and I was start. I was finally able to dress the way I wanted to dress. You know, mm-hmm. things things. It, there was definitely a shift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got more control when you get your own bread. Yeah, and like, of course, how I word this. Nothing, nothing is original, you know, like truly original. Everything is recycled. And as much as we may want to think, oh, we're the first to do something or we're, we're creating this style, like it's always been there. It's always been there. Somebody did it before us. So I think, I think my, my style is definitely recycled. It's. It's all over the place, honestly. It really depends on how I feel that day or what I listen to or, like, just just what what is influencing me in the moment for me to dress a certain way, for me to um, wear this hat. It's, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's just – it's always it's always something there. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you this. When you first started getting some money, how was you dressing? Bruh. What, what, what phase was you going through? So I went through the skater phase. I went through. I don't know, because I went through multiple phases in high school. I had a skater phase. I had a phase where I was just wearing nothing but ball, all stuff all the time. <laughs> um. I didn't really get into like like real fashion until I graduated. Like streetwear, I didn't get into streetwear until eleventh grade. Like really start getting into it, and I mean, here I am. <laughs> here you are. That that was perfect. So, so th- these are some of the basics that I have. You know, when I when I when I was doing my research and everything. We got the the music, the the music taste, mm-hmm. the fashion, the photography, and I feel like you incorporate all three things, and at least what you put out for people to see on social media, you know. Mm-hmm. And even when we were before we were getting ready, and I'm like, oh, he chose to do it outside, like it was a, a nice scenery in the background, 
And then even when, you know, you, you picked up and switched locations outside, the people could see what, what you got going on now. So I feel like for people who are, who have like a certain vision, like, like photographers, they know how they want things to look me right now. I got a white, (laughs) I got a white background. You know what I mean? I don't have that eye. You know what I mean? So, so all of these things come into play. And now I want to ask you about, let's get back to Metro's retro zoom, excuse me, Mm -hmm. uh, your influences. And let's just get right back into the photography. What, uh, what other things, what people, what things inspire you or have inspired you when it comes to photography? Man. So I definitely, like I said before, Dev has definitely influenced me heavy. Um, it's another photographer that I follow since like, I think I follow him since freshman year. Since I made my, since I made my Instagram, I think I follow him. Um, his name is, hold on. And I feel bad that I can't remember his name. But dude has like had an impact on me. He's the reason I take my camera with me everywhere. Uh, oh my goodness. I can't remember his name. It's horrible, but it's all good, <laughs> dude. He and and it's going. I guarantee you, it's gonna hit me as soon as I leave this podcast. But um, I definitely say Dev and Peas have had the some of the biggest impacts on me. They pushed me to keep going with what I want to do, mm-hmm. and I don't think I would still be doing it, or at least enjoying it if it wasn't for them. Uh, and on top of that, my boy Sam, too. He's a photographer. He's from Florida. But, um, damn, hey, man. I don't, even, I don't even know how to describe it, how, how much they've done for me. <laughs> I mean, especially, especially with peas, like, Letting me do what I want to do with the Cassier, as far as like the creativity on the photography side of things, like we're in the studio, we just having fun, but it's like it's going, mm-hmm. it's going, and it's not, it's not like a. I told him I was like his 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 brain isn't like a cash grab, you know. This is something that's gonna be here for a minute. It's gonna be here, and the fact that he's allowing me to do what I want with it, and not putting me in a box, not telling me how to edit things, you know, mm-hmm. not not like squeezing, just letting me do what I want to do with it, have fun with it. I, I, I can, I can be free with it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and I definitely did want to bring that up too. You see, I, I see you're rocking the Castier. Oh, for I, sure. I, I got my joint. It was the first drop. My the Castier fitted. My joint was big. I ain't wear a fitted mm-hmm. since I was in like high school. <laughs> Facts. Let me tell you, bro. I got I had to go on Amazon and get like these little hat fillers because my joint was looking like the bro. early 2000s. Man, I ain't start wearing fitted till out until I got out of high school. 
so the 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 piso connection the castier connection um mm-hmm. how did y'all now we don't have piso on the show before and he broke right. down uh his background and this was before the whole castier brand was officially announced how did you guys mm-hmm. like meet up we got him he's down south i know he got ties right. in brooklyn and you're up here up north so how did that come about so we we actually met through there we met okay. through there I think I think half of the people that I've met in the past two, three years are through mutual friends. But we met through Dev and we had talked for a while. Um and like we just hit it off. We just hit it off. I call I literally can call him for anything. And I will call him for anything. And he knows he can do that for me too. Um so he came up here. He came up here. I think earlier this year sometime he came up here. And oh I'm I'm tripping. In November was my first time meeting her. He came up here to shoot. And like you would have thought I'd known her my whole life, the way we were interacting. So that was that was that was beautiful, man. That and then we were just there like a couple like last month. We were there for his pop-up shop in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And that turned out beautifully, like I said it would. But uh, yeah, we we met through Dan. Uh, it's like the rest is history. <laughs> like I can't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know yeah. what else to say. That's my brother, man. Yeah, shout out to Pizzo. And and when it came to the actual brand, now you said y'all met and y'all pretty much clicked like bros off off the top. So mm-hmm. when you're hearing about this brand and what he's going to do. How did you really get involved? Did he say from the jump that he's like, yo, I want you a part of this. I want you to do photography. How did that, what was he that did. like? He did. So off rip, he asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I'm the type person. It's like, if I'm not sure about anything, I will hop on board. And from what he told me off rip, I was like, nah, you got a clear, you got a clear, concise vision that you want to get out there. And I'm most definitely willing to hop on board and help you with whatever you need. It wasn't, it wasn't that hard of a choice. (laughs) Now, tell the people what you, what you do, your input, your services that, what do you contribute to Castier? Um, I most definitely contribute on music selection. Uh, <laughs> uh, but as far as photography goes, um, uh, I can't say too much else right now. <laughs> I got you. But I'm 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 definitely there. Uh, I say as a con- uh, a consultant. Mm-hmm. Let's say that, and a and a photographer as well. Got you. And he gives you a lot of praise, you know, uh, whenever he's uh, making showing some love on the gram, he's always showing you some For love. Sure. He, uh, he, he, sure. he name drops you saying that uh, you help him out and stuff. So uh, it, it looks like y'all got like a, a good little thing going on you and all the other people yeah. who were involved with the Castier brand. Now, one thing that I noticed, uh, whether it's with the pictures uh, and especially with the pictures, I'm going to segue back into the photography aspect of this yeah. of this thing. Um, your your style of shooting, when you look at mm-hmm. these pictures, 
with uh with, with piso in them and even your pictures of weddings and and all that stuff it has like i had to look this up to make sure i was going to use the right term it has like a lo-fi type vibe to it mm-hmm. it gives me some <laughs> 90s type type joints like on some there was a picture of you and like two other dudes like reminded me of a tribe called quest so <laughs> facts. yeah that's my boy Q. how y'all doing so how did you get into this specific style of shooting um and and how did that come about what made you get into like this this retro lo-fi uh type style um so growing up i watched a lot of music videos especially like you said a tribe called quest um black moon uh diggable planets like all of that so it definitely has a, a bearing on how I do things and how I want them to come out. Um, especially with the one that, it, so that was my boy, Chris, uh, CJ Curry, and then Rui, uh, with the three people that you said look like a picture from a chocolate class. We were, I had them, they from New York, they from Brooklyn. So I had them down here for the day and we were walking down on South Street. And we just happened to go down this alley. It was like, it was just perfect lighting. And I straight grabbed her. I was like, all right, y'all about to come over here. Y'all about to let me take this picture real quick. So y'all three, y'all stay right here. Keep doing what you're doing. Let me take this picture. And it came out, like, I I, I got on the ground for that picture. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here laying on my back. But it came out exactly how I thought it would come out. Um, but the 90s, the 90s, 80s, and 70s most definitely influenced me heavy, not only with photography, but with the way I dress. Um, just the style was just, especially the 70s. 70s and the 80s, it was just different, man. And I mean, I'm not one of them people that was like, oh, I was born in the wrong generation. Like, I'm exactly where I need to be. <laughs> but I still appreciate everything that came before me. You know? mm-hmm. So it definitely has a bearing on how I do things. Uh, and I always bring it back to my mom and dad. I blame them for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you got to show love to the parents. So shout out to them. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if, if we were to, to talk about where you're going, like what's next? Uh, mm-hmm. as much as you can say, like, what do you have planned for the future with whatever you do? Like, do you, uh, y- you know, whatever you want to do with the fashion, with music, being a curator, uh, what can we look forward to from Sonny? Uh, I have to say a little bit. Uh, I was thinking about starting my own podcast on music soon, mm-hmm. uh, having a couple of people on there. Still working things out, figuring it out. Um, and hopefully soon I might have my own studio. Mm. So all of the creatives that are coming through Philly, like, slide through. So that, I, I, I still got to work out more details on that, uh, figure it out. But that's definitely in the works for me. And as far as working with Cassie and working with my boy Retro, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just gonna have to wait for that 
right. But y'all definitely going to see me in Brooklyn a lot more uh, in the next year. So, I mean, I'm there every other weekend anyways. Um, but, yeah. yeah, that's about it. All right. We, it says we got a, a minute and a half left. I ain't never have this happen on, on my Zoom before. <laughs> I, got, I got the free version. Right, they finessing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they trying to. Uh, yeah, they trying to play me. But no, nah, that's all good. That's all good. So, uh, all right, I, you know, uh, appreciate you for coming on. You know, Zoom, Zoom was hating on us and all that, but but we got through. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Now, yeah, definitely. So, Sonny, we're we're looking forward to seeing what you got next. Uh, appreciate you for coming on the show today. Uh, any any last words? Any shout outs? Um, I just want to say, don't be afraid to do something just because you might fail. Um, I'm continuously learning that the failure is going to happen at some point, one way or another. Just better take it on the head and keep it pushing. It's, it's literally about how you bounce back. Um, but yeah, shout out, shout out to Kevin Ella for always supporting me whenever I come to Brooklyn with anything I do. Shout out to them for coming to the Mind Design Council, even though they was dead tired. Um, <laughs> shout out Dev. Shout out all my Florida boys. Oh, it's starting to rain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. That's about it.